of this hour, we're going to hear from Dennis Rodman, diplomat. He is a uh, basketball player many, many, many years ago. If you're old enough, you remember when he was a basketball player. But since then, he's been just kind of a one of those kind of famous for being famous guys and, you know, going on various reality shows and doing wacky stuff. And then, then he is one of the few Americans to have met with Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea. He met with his dad, too, didn't he? Is that how it started? I think so. I think he met with his dad. Because I think his dad was the NBA fan originally. Big Michael Jordan fan. Right, right. He was a fan of the Chicago Bulls. Right, right. And then that's how Dennis Rodman got in, and then he ended up meeting with his kid. Guess what? He don't want war. That's one thing he don't want. He said in the past that he would destroy the United States. Well. So Dennis Rodman was on Tucker Carlson last night, bringing his uh, wisdom on foreign policy to the stage. And uh, it's worth hearing. So we'll have that coming up in a little bit. Irma Gerd. I uh, just got a text from my wife that my youngest was uh, uh, throwing up this morning. Uh, he's got some sort of uh, stomach flu, as they colloquially, colloqu- hmm, as we commonly call it. And uh, and so that's a good treat, as any parent knows. If you get a flu going through the house, if all of you get sick and everybody's throwing up and you spend the whole weekend running the washing machine, washing towels and sheets, and as soon as you get clean sheets on the bed, somebody throws up on those and... That's oh, a good man. time. That's a good time if you've never done it. <laughs> I'm really sick to my stomach, and I I threw up yesterday. A little better now. They're seven and nine, but when they're littler and can't get around or don't you know know the feeling of coming, it's just somebody gets sick. It's just nonstop. Your washing machine's just going constantly, moving towels and sheets from the washing machine to the dryer and putting the new gooey ones in the washing machine. That sounds incredible, because my, my playbook when I'm sick is I just shut it down. Yep. I don't do anything. But you don't have that option when nope. you're sick and your kids are sick. you nope. gotta you got to be a parent. That was the first, first biggest, oh, my God, being a parent is different thing that happened to me when I had kids. And it's stupid. I mean, I would have thought I would have recognized this, but the first time I got a cold when I had kids... And I didn't get to do that because my whole life I'd been, I got a cold. Yeah, I might go to work, but as soon as I get home from work, I'm on the couch. I'm in bed. Nope. Your life doesn't change a bit when you get sick when you have kids. You got all the same responsibilities and things to do that you had when you're not sick. You're just doing them sick. And that was, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I, get, I see how this works. This is what my mom and dad did. Okay. No problem. Yes, absolutely. Hey, you get used to it. No big deal. Uh, one thing we do on Fridays is we take a fond look back at the week that was. We call it cow it's clips of the week so recently i asked the company to allow me to leave fox news after requesting that i stay they obliged what i would do is i wouldn't give them any aid i wouldn't give any aid because we don't have any money we're borrowing that money from china to send it to ukraine isis is not defeated we have got to keep the pressure on isis so they don't recover and talk about your family. I've been trapped in a loveless marriage for the last 12 years <laughs> to an old battle act named Kim. As we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen. No one on this stage wants to protect billionaires. Not even the billionaire wants to protect billionaires. If we give the American people a tiny slice of every Amazon sale, every Google search, every robot truck mile, every Facebook ad, we can generate hundreds of billions of dollars and then put it into our hands because we know best how to use it. 
that the flag on my shoulder represented a country known to keep its word. And our allies knew it, and our enemies knew it. Thank you, Mayor. You take that away, you are taking away what makes America America. It makes our troops and the world a much more dangerous place. The best way we can fight back against big tech companies is to say our data is our property. I got votes for that bill. I convinced people to vote for it. So let's get those things straight, too. He was insulting, particularly to the speaker. She kept her cool completely, but he called her a third-rate politician. We witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. Sad to say. There was a headline in the Washington Post the day before the president was elected, I believe, saying the impeachment is underway. She attempted to withdraw from an interview that she had committed to for a foreign policy book that I was working on, for which I had interviewed every other living secretary of state. Uh, and before doing so, her staff raised concerns about the fact that I was working on this story about one of her most significant donors, a big bundler of Hollywood money. But I know that I must use it, give account if I abuse it, suffer if I lose it, only a tiny little minute. But eternity is in it. He jumped on her like a spider monkey. I just think he's dumb. I really do. I don't even think he knows what he's talking about. And since uh, LeBron was in that clip there, I wanted to play a little of this. This is Ian Bremmer last hour talking about LeBron James. I'm glad we're finally seeing that LeBron does actually stand for something, uh, which is the Chinese economy. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't care about its political system. He, this is a guy that truly deserves to be a Laker, in my view. I like that. That I like. That I like. That is right awesome. For him. <laughs> Lakers are the right team for LeBron James. That's pretty funny. Uh, coming up, Dennis Rodman on our situation with North Korea and China and the NBA. Dennis Rodman is going to weigh in on that, and it's worth hearing. So, I was just mentioning my kids are sick, so maybe not this is the day for that. But Kellogg's has come up with a new cereal called All Together. It's GLAD. That, what's GLAD stand for? That's a gay, lesbian, something or other. Kellogg's and GLAD have teamed up for an anti-bullying campaign. And here's the part that uh, really gets to me. Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Okay. Uh, they're an anti-bullying campaign organization. They've combined six cereals together. It's Kellogg's all together, in which in one bowl, it appears you will have, I want to get them all here. There's Fruit Loops I see there. There's Frosted Mini Wheats. Mm-hmm. There appears to be Frosted Flakes. Yes. What else you got in that bowl all uh, at well, the same you got, time? You got your Snap, Crackle, and Pop there. That's Rice Krispies. Okay, Rice Krispies, that's four. I believe the Sun is intended to be Raisin Bran. Oh, boy, Raisins with that. I'm not sure that's what I want. And that's what's the six? Is there a Lucky Charm there or something? I don't know if that's Kellogg's or Post. There's, there's six. Um, who's the who's the guy with the long nose, the bird? Oh, uh, that's Toucan Sam. That's Fruit Loops. Well, that's Fruit Loops. Yeah. Who's the little guy? That, that's Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Yeah, I'm missing yeah. I, I feel like Rice Krispies the is bird. overrepresented on this box. The bird down in the lower left. Who's that? That's your just your generic Kellogg's bird. I don't know if that's for the uh, the Frosted Mini Wheats or if they just have like the special K. Frosted thing in Flakes, there. Frosted Mini Wheats, Fruit Loops, Rice Krispies. Six cereals all together in one bowl. I'll try that. This reminds me of. I'll one have of a bowl of that this weekend. I'll have five bowls of that this weekend. 
This reminds me when I was a kid and I would do the soda fountain thing where you just do a little bit of each soda. Do you call it a suicide? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a sick enough. I'm a suicide. I mix Dr. Pepper 7-Up and Coke. Oh, man. Cornflakes? Yeah, that's what the rooster is. The rooster is just cornflakes. What? Oh, you got to have a baseline. You trying to throw a little health in there? Don't do that. Six of your favorite cereals and, well, five of your favorite cereals and (laughs) cornflakes in one box. For your kids. Feel, Check that I, out this weekend. I also feel like cornflakes and Rice Krispies are a little redundant. Yeah. They're both just kind of a basic, plain flavor. A little bland. Um, they'll, they'll love that. They'll be so excited about that. Saturday and Sunday mornings is the thing is Dad does breakfast and we have a bowl of healthy cereal. And if you eat a bowl of healthy cereal, then you get to eat a bowl of unhealthy cereal. That's and excellent. He's so excited about the bowl of unhealthy cereal every weekend, whether it's... Uh, they were on. They go on different kicks. They've been on a Lucky Charms kick for a while. Um, so Dennis Rodman was on Tucker Carlson last night talking about China and uh, and North Korea and whatnot, and it's it's pretty entertaining. That's coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Eating roadkill is now legal in California. Yeah. And the owners of 7-Eleven were like, oh, was that illegal? Uh, my bad. Uh, my bad. And I'm not going to lie. This is one of the weirdest stories I've ever seen. Because honestly, I've never driven past roadkill and thought, ah, if only it wasn't a crime. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't eat a banana I found on the floor. You're taking home a dead deer? And actually, you know what I would do if I wrote this law? I would have added a part that says, if you kill an animal with your car, you have to eat it. Not you can't, you have to eat it. Yeah, you see how safe the highways would become. People would be like, honey, slow down, I'm not hungry, slow down. Hey, you hit a deer with your car, you should be able to eat it. I know, nobody's going to eat a squirrel they ran over, though, that's disgusting. Um, did we play that other Noah joke? Not yet, no. Because that's kind of an interesting story. Can we, uh, now, let's do that later, because I don't want to okay. run out of time for this. Uh, a headline that's just uh, crossing. We talked about this earlier. Marshall's going to have it on his news. Um, this is the headline from the Washington Examiner. Hillary Clinton says Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset groomed to ensure Trump re-election. Well, there's an interesting twist. Uh, so we'll talk about that later. Right now, though, Dennis Rodman was on Tucker Carlson last night. I've got a little thing I'm going to do about intellectual bullying after this that I that has just occurred to me lately. But before we get to that, uh, Dennis Rodman, who was a basketball star back in the '90s, he uh, did he marry did Madonna or just date Madonna? I think they dated, and dated according Madonna. to him, she offered him a large sum of money to sire a child. And he married Carmen Electra, who was a like a Kardashian hottie sort of person at the time. He married kind of. himself once, didn't he? Yeah, and then and then he's been on Doctor Drew's Rehab and Celebrity Apprentice, and he's friends with Trump and all this different sort of may stuff. May or may not steal yoga clothes from LA shops. <laughs> and he he got to know the leaders of North Korea and got invited there several times. And up until uh, Trump was elected, Dennis Rodman was the only American who'd ever met with these people. Um, so that was kind of interesting. So for that reason, and the, f- the fact that he was an NBA player, 
And uh, he got this dust up with China and the NBA. I guess that's why. I'm, I'm trying to come up with a reason. He was on Tucker Carlson last night. Tucker interviewed him. This is actually partway through the interview. Uh, Dennis Rodman at this point had already given two kind of meandering. It was kind of hard to figure out what he was talking about answers. But uh, here's Tucker and Dennis Rodman. Okay, but what if you had a country that was taking people... Muslims in this case, and putting them in concentration camps, or a country that was executing anyone who disagreed with the government and then selling their organs. Would it be okay if you were an American to say, I know it's a different culture, but, you know, that's kind of disgusting. Well, it is disgusting. I think the fact that, you know, that's, that's up to the, to the people in Washington, the, polit, uh, the politicians. I think, like I said, sports is sports. I think that uh, people that's playing sports is sports basketball. That's not their concern. I think you can voice your opinion in America, but once you start going across to over the Asia, China, the, the Singapore, Beijing, and those, those countries over there, it's a, diff- it's a different way of living over there. Can you we take really a pause careful. just there? Is that possible? So uh, the... Uh, so- <laughs> Once you get over to that laundry list of uh, cities, countries, and various names there was kind of entertaining. Um, so I think you understand where this is going. He's uh, Tucker Carlson's trying to make poor Dennis Rodman defend the NBA not coming down on China. Uh, why? <laughs> Well, that's why I'm going to talk about intellectual bullying here in a moment. But back to this. It's a different, it's a different way of living over there. You've got to be really careful what you say. I know that. But For the Chinese, the but here in America, we're protected by this umbrella called the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and we can say whatever we want. So LeBron James goes into a meeting of you know, teammates and team owners and says, anybody who criticizes China ought to be punished in the United States. What do you think of that? Well, I, I just think it's just difficult. I, I, like I said, politicians should understand the fact that, you know, don't involve people like us as far as athletes involved in, in politics. I think LeBron James is a very smart hin- uh, individual. I think he's very, uh, he's very caring about the people around the world, and especially his charity he does around the world. But I think that um, you, you just got to understand that we don't know too much about politics. We don't want, I don't want to know too much about politics, to be honest with you. Then should LeBron James continue to comment on American politics? Well, you know what? It's, it's one of the great things about living in America. We got the freedom of speech. Except when we, we criticize China. Except well, when we criticize China. And then LeBron says you have to be punished for that. But I'm saying that the deal is that we have no right as American people to sit there and criticize China or any country in the world in that sense because you know why China is one of the countries where they really praise American people they love sports they love American people Hong Kong love American people China I mean uh, uh, Singapore Beijing Shanghai every Asian country where they love American people especially sports now I think if people as sports athletes understand that because they're very loyal to people as far as yeah. American people so I, I think that LeBron James understand you know what keep let the politics be politics and let the basketball players be basketball players <laughs> well i hope he would he would live by that standard here too um, i'm not sure i understood a lot of that but i, I really appreciate it um. <laughs> so you know the countries like shanghai and beijing but um i don't know why dennis goes on those shows or if he's got a handler or an agent or anything he's not busy no, no, he's not. Um, but and I, or, or if he thinks him, conti- maybe his agent thinks him continuing to be on these shows, no matter how he comes off, is another opportunity to wear a hat with a logo on it and make five thousand more dollars because he's broke. Yeah. So, uh, 
But intellectual bullying, I was thinking about this the other day, even before I saw this last night, and a particular guy I know um, uh, that I won't mention. I knew, I've, I've known guys who said this before. Uh, big, it's always big guys. I remember a big guy saying to me one time, saying to Joe and I were at lunch, he said, you know how when you're in a meeting or something like that, you look around and you see, is there anybody in this room that could take me? And I said, no, I've, I've never had that thought in my life because I'm not a big guy. He was a big guy. So every room he was ever in, he was thinking, is there anybody in this room that could take me? And then, and, and then that kind of guy often is, likes to fight guy. He's the guy at the bar looking for the opportunity to fight. Well, guess what? Because you're the biggest guy there. Turns out you're looking to get into a fight because you're going to win and not get hurt. So you like fighting. I think that happens a lot with people that are smart. They look for people that they can just pin to the mat and pummel with an argument and take advantage of that and do that. And I'm not sure that's a cool thing to do. Well, I'm sure it's not a cool thing to do. And uh, I may have been guilty of that myself sometimes because I'm not a big guy. I'm not a fight, but... You know, I get somebody who's a bit of a dullard that doesn't read the news, and I and I can win that argument and win. Yeah, don't don't go around beating up defenseless people when you you can whip them so easily with your arguments. I'm I'm not sure that's a cool look. Uh, and it, it's it's very similar to being the guy at the bar who's the biggest looking for a fight. You're going around looking for dumb people to argue with. Now, if Dennis Rodman's going on there voluntarily, I suppose that's what it is. But do you take that much glee in beating up Dennis Rodman on uh, on geopolitics? Uh, surely not. Marshall's got his news coming up. We're going to talk about, is Tulsi Gabbard a Russian asset, as Hillary Clinton says? What? What is that story? This is an insider sports comment, but if you're watching the baseball, particularly the Yankees games, C.C. Sabathia appears to be a 300-pound, 60-year-old man who's pitching for the New York Yankees in his dad's baseball uniform. He's wearing a uniform that's way too big for him. He's a big fat guy out on the mound. We got to post a picture at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Hilarious. He got hurt last night and his career is over, so that's not so funny. But oh. I saw him the other night and he was out there and his big guts hanging over his belt and his uniform doesn't fit right and he's got a stubble on his face. He looked like the guys that Bugs Bunny pitched against if you've ever seen those. <laughs> one, two, three, you're out. One, two, three, you're out. That one. Um, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, Hillary Clinton thinks Russia is actively plotting more interference in the 2020 election. Speaking on the former Obama, Obama campaign manager David Plouffe's podcast, Clinton suggested there'll be more Russian meddling on social media, but she doesn't think it's going to be stopping there. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third-party candidate. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. That is thought to be a reference to Hawaii Congressman Tulsi Gabbard. But so she thinks the Republicans are working with the Russians. No, I, th- I, I think it's more just the Russians yeah. are, okay. are filling her coffers right. and are angling for her to be a third-party candidate. And is she knowingly doing this in Hillary's mind, or it's happening whether she wants it to or not? I don't... It, just, I've only heard those clips. Right. I think she seems to think that Tulsi's aware of it. That's kind of the way I took it, yeah. which is a little, you know, a conspiracy nutish. Where During, the hell did that come from? <laughs> During this week's Democratic presidential debate, Gabbard rejected accusations she is too close to Russia. She called the speculation despicable. Tulsi Gabbard did during the uh, debate. Hillary's going to be asked to, uh, and she's on a microphone almost every day, she's going to be asked to uh, go further on that. 
Oh, yeah. Got a new poll out that shows uh, most Americans believe President Trump's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from the Syrian border has damaged America's reputation as a reliable ally. The USA Today Ipsos poll shows that even a majority of Republicans believe the nation's reputation has been hurt. Mitt Romney is among them. The decision to abandon the Kurds violates one of our most sacred duties. It strikes at American honor. What we have done to the Kurds will stand as a blood stain in the annals of American history. Now, Senator Lindsey Graham says he'll wait and see how this ceasefire works, but he, too, has been really upset about what he calls abandoning the Kurds. Uh, I am looking to President Trump to change this. I will do anything I can to help him, but I will also become President Trump's worst nightmare. I will not sit along the sidelines and watch a good ally of the Kurds be slaughtered by Turkey and watch Iran move into uh, Syria and become another nightmare uh, for Israel. This is is a defining moment for President Trump. He needs to up his game. Yeah, well, he doesn't have a lot of allies on this one. I'm one. I'm for getting out of that right. part of the world, and I know it's going to be a little ugly as we do it, but uh, not many people are on board with that. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has weighed in, saying he's satisfied with acting White House Chief of Staff's clarification of his controversial remarks about Ukraine this week. Speaking at the Capitol, McCarthy said... Mitt Mulvaney did an adequate job of cleaning up his statement and should not step down. I think Mick Mulvaney clarified his statement to be very clear. I take, I take Mick Mulvaney at his word for clarification. During the White House briefing, uh, Mulvaney acknowledged or seemed to acknowledge quid pro quo, but said later no such thing occurred during interactions with Ukrainian leaders. And it looks like around 618,000 young people in the U.S. are millennial millionaires. Coldwell Banker found that nearly half of the population of wealthy young people is growing in California specifically. Half of the wealthy population in California. Millennials defined as people born between 82 and 96 or between 23 and 37. And we got a new. So rent- much of that is probably their house, though. You uh, you, you buy if you had bought a house right. a few years back, and houses have gone up quite a bit. Houses are so flipping expensive. Yeah, you can have a lot of. Uh, about half of that that is their house, and that can disappear overnight, as we all know. Right. Got a new Riddler being named for the upcoming Batman movie. Warner Brothers has confirmed that actor Paul Dano will play the criminal mastermind. The Riddler's been a Batman villain since 1948. My favorite uh, Batman. Uh, I don't know. I like the Joker. Uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, I was the Riddler once for Halloween. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I got to get my kids into the old Burt Ward, Adam West Batman. Oh, yeah. I think they would like that. Yeah. I tried it years ago, and it was too much for them. They were too young. And I misspoke. First of all, I'd like to get to watch the, all those episodes over again. And I misspoke. It's out actor Paul Dano. Okay. Or Dano, I'm sorry. I don't know who those people I'll are. Either, so I'll get it right either would it be fine. Yeah, that'd be a good Riddler right there. <laughs> yeah. He's classic. You don't know him by name, but if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, I've seen that face in movies Yeah, he was before. in There Will Be Blood, yep. right? Yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Oh, was he the kid that went deaf? Uh, no, he was the the preacher guy that Plainview gotcha. drank his milkshake. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of... He's the one that... I found out he was colorblind in Little Miss Sunshine. He found out during the movie? The, the, his character in oh, Little Miss Sunshine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole thing was he was going to be an airline. He was going to be a fighter pilot. Right. And he finds out he's colorblind during that show, during that movie. Yeah. So it's that actor. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, He'll be the Riddler. He'd be a good Riddler. 
Fantastic. My Just Riddler one. costume was green pajamas with question marks drawn on by Sharpie, and That's it was awesome. Perfectly fun. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. i got to nail down my kids' Halloween costumes. We haven't done that. Hey, Hanson, do your kids know what they want to be for Halloween yet? And they are, because you got a boy and a girl, so that makes it extra exciting. What are you? Does Hanson have a microphone? He doesn't have a Sorry, microphone. Sorry, no, i got to <laughs> click on 18 different buttons to make sure I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, my son is going to be, uh, he'll either be a guy from Star Wars, I think he's turned the page, and he's some sort of video game guy now. I can't think of the, the name of it. And my daughter is going to be a princess. Oh, that's always Without cool. question. A classic. Yeah, yeah a classic. Yeah. Always mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, I, I get the sense that, I don't know if this was true when I, when I was a kid. I think anything I was ever going to be for Halloween, my parents would know what it was. Now... Because there's so much stuff out there and it changes so fast, I think regularly kids dress up for something on Halloween and their parents have no idea what they're talking about. Right. I'm a character from Flip and Flops. Haven't you seen Flip and Flops? <laughs> I'm Wibble Wobble from yeah. Flip and Flops. Right. Right. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fantastic. I'll buy you a costume and we'll get a bunch of candy. Fantastic. I'll be Martin O'Malley like I am every year. That's a good one. Armstrong and Getty. Howdy, folks. This is Adam West. Armstrong and Getty may be drinkers, Robin, but they're okay guys. Sober up. That's one of my favorite lines from the Batman movie. Just hilarious. It involved Batman running around with this big cartoon bomb with a wick on it, and he's trying to find a place to throw the bomb to get rid of it. <laughs> and he goes this way, and there's a bunch of nuns, and he goes this way, and there's two lovers down in a boat. And then there's some ducks in the water, and then there's the bar... And he still doesn't throw the bomb there. And Robin says, why? You you saved those drinkers? They may be drinkers, Robin. But they're human beings just like everybody else. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I'm glad I got to meet Adam West once, and uh, we had him on the air a couple of different times. Fantastic. By all accounts, just a delightful person. <laughs> What's not to like about his life? Um, so the other day, Trump... Which meeting was this? One of the meetings, Trump said uh, negative things about Mad Dog Mattis, his first Secretary of Defense, which is quite a shift from back when Trump was running for office. He would regularly mention Mad Dog Mattis as the kind of person he wanted for Secretary of Defense. And then they they split over the Syria policy. Uh, Mattis resigns. And then the other day when Mattis came up, Trump said he's the worst general we've ever had. And, you know, sort of stuff that Trump says. Overrated. Uh, about people, yeah, overrated. Mattis yesterday, last night, was at a white tie gathering and was up at a microphone and decided to make a, a couple of uh, jokes about the president, and this is how it went. Because he also called Meryl Streep an overrated actress. So I guess I'm the Meryl Streep of generals. <laughs> and, and frankly, that sounds pretty good to me. And I think the only person in the military that Mr. Trump doesn't think is overrated is who you pointed out, Martin, that's Colonel Sanders. Oh, jeez. I earned my spurs on the battlefield, Martin, as you pointed out, and Donald Trump earned his spurs in a letter from a doctor. So, not oh. in the least bit put out by it. Oh, that was a, that was a pointed shot. That's about the, the bone spurs that uh, Trump apparently has in uh, at least one of his feet that kept him out of Vietnam. Um, so, there you go. Mattis doesn't seem like a guy too concerned at all. <laughs> no, I don't imagine. Yeah. I don't imagine he is. and uh, I don't know how old he is, but I hope when I get to that stage of life that what other people say about me doesn't bother me a whole lot. This whole Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. 
thing that comes from Hillary Clinton. I find pretty interesting. I'll be following that one over the weekend. I don't know if that story's got legs or not. I I feel like she her her brain would break if she ever accepted anything other than there was a vast conspiracy going on to keep me from being president because it had nothing to do with me as a person or my abilities. I think if she ever let that in, her her brain would crack. So she has to go with these uh, these big things. But that's that's a heck heck of an interesting story. We didn't get to this. How about we play this Noah joke just because it sets this up? Because I find it kind of interesting. This is about a zoo in Paris. The blob has 720 sexes, can move without legs or wings, and it heals itself if it's cut in half. It has no brain but is able to learn, and if you merge two blobs, they can transmit knowledge to each other. Experts call it one of nature's mysteries. Okay, that sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. (laughs) Like, that sounded like the news report. Everyone in the horror movie ignores ten minutes before the blob takes over the town. And also, what does that mean, that the blob has 720 different sexes? Did the blob say that? Huh? Were the scientists like, what are your pronouns? All of them. A Paris zoo showcased a mysterious new organism on Wednesday dubbed the blob. I've not seen a picture of this. A yellowish, unicellular, small living being, which looks like a fungus but acts like an animal. The newest exhibit at the Paris Zoological Park, which goes on display to the public on Saturday, has no mouth, no stomach, no eyes, yet it can detect food and digest it. That's a picture of the blob up there. How big is it? Is it tiny? Looks like a fungus, acts like an animal. I'm updating my Tinder profile. (laughs) Is it about the size of a car, or is it like the size of a head of a pin? That's what I don't know. Um... A lot of the pictures I've seen of it have been micro. They look like they're through a microscope. Okay, so it's super tiny. Ooh, that's gross looking. It has 720 sexes. I have no idea what that even means. I don't either. Uh, can move without legs or wings and heals itself in two minutes if cut in half. That's a handy trick. Now, if it's cut in half, dude, then we just have two of them. Does each half heal? Uh, good question. Does it just grow back together and you still have one? Right, right. Uh, The blob is a living being which belongs to one of nature's mysteries. We heard that. It surprises us because it has no brain, but it's able to learn. And if you merge the two blobs, we were just asking that, the one that has learned will transmit its knowledge to the other. Okay, so you cut them in half. One of them learns something. You stick them together. They join together. or It teaches the other half what it knew. And then it takes over the globe. Uh, it was named after a 1958 science fiction horror B-movie, which, if you've never seen, is a fantastic, great movie. I didn't realize it was Steve McQueen in that movie. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. My kids might like watching that, too. The blob consumes everything in its path in a small Pennsylvania town. We know for sure that it's not a plant. We, we don't really know if it's an animal or a fungus. We'll figure it out. It behaves surprisingly for something that looks like a mushroom. It has the behavior of an animal, and it's able to learn. I really, I understand some of this. I really don't know what it means to say it has 720 sexes. It's got to just be some weird, like, chromosome count sort of thing. Like it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I was trying to get more clarity on that, but it seems like the, those said, we don't know what it is, seems to be a lot of the, the, the general ideas. Cool. I'm not going to the zoo in Paris, but uh, are they the only ones with it, or can they uh, send it to my local zoo? We need a sentient blob to fight their sentient blob. I'd like to check that out. 
Uh, on Monday's Armstrong and Getty show, I have a feeling we'll be updating you on a couple of stories, and then there's some other stories that I think might disappear. I don't know if the Mulvaney comments on quid pro quo stick around or yeah. go. I think the Hillary Clinton, Tulsi Gabbard, Russian uh, asset thing will grow just because it's kind of exciting. Um, In the prediction game, I think that'll be a major topic on the Sunday shows. The Tulsi Gabbard yeah, thing? I hope yeah, so, because that'd yeah. be fun. I, I can I can listen to people pundit about that all day long. That's kind of a funny story. And then you got this whole Turkey, uh, Turkey Russia, Syria, Kurd story yep. that is growing, and uh, I don't think that's going anywhere uh, anywhere soon. Oh, that'll be fun to follow. So I made it this far, and I ran out of, ran out <laughs> ran of juice. Steam. <laughs> I ran out of juice. I was sick for two days. I feel okay today, but yeah. I'm just out of energy. And yeah, 98% of the week. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, Do we have, is. like, a piano concerto we could play for the final minute? Or, Does Gladys uh, have any longer uh, numbers she knows how to play? Give us extra time for yeah. final thoughts. Maybe yeah. that's the way to do it, Michael. Yeah. You really want that? It's, you got a me- about a uh, minute and a 30. That's Minute fine. 30. That's fine. I'll talk really slow. 97. Give me the, give me the music. Can do give that. me the music. I'm ready. I'm just out of gas. My kids are sick and have been up late. Yep. Running on fumes. Exactly. Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, there are some news outlets say, saying that yesterday was one of the biggest news days in modern history with all the different stories right. going on. and. I don't know if it's trying to follow all those or having an illness in the house or you had a debate Wednesday night and baseball playoffs. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I'm done with this week. I'm ready to move on with my life. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, me. You know, we should get a final thought from Joe Getty. Can you give us one short final thought from Joe Getty? I'll have you get that ready. Here's Final Thought with Marsha Phillips. Well, now that I am not scratching my itch anymore, I'm not going to be bringing home the bacon for you guys, but... Monday, I will be bringing in the butter beef. Remember, yes. it's butter and it's beef. Yeah. And it's yummy. And I remember it being delicious. I also remember it going right through me. It doesn't stay with you long. No. No. <laughs> no, it enters and exits within uh, like an hour. Yeah, it goes quick. <laughs> Muscles its way through, does it? Let's get a final thought from Joe Getty. Man, that reminds me of an old story my beloved late grandfather used to tell, but... But there's no time for that. Let's go to the next caller. <laughs> caller? Wow. That's how long ago we cut those? Back when we used to take calls. By the way, I don't want to have people not understand yep. what Marshall just said. He has quit forever scratcher yes. lottery tickets. Yep. Yes, which absolutely. Is, which has been a part of your life for how long? 30 years, maybe. 30 years. Yeah, change. yeah it is. Yeah. Good, good luck with that. I hope it works. Let's get a final thought from uh, Positive Sean. We recommended a good Twitter follow earlier today in Ian Bremmer. I would like to recommend another one with Shane Parrish. He tweeted out this gem uh, late last night. Efficiency is speed. Effectiveness is direction. You need both to avoid going in circles. Fantastic. Boy, I hear that sort of thing, and it just makes me mad. <laughs> what? It's good advice. Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo. All right, as you know, Marshall said that he's given up uh, the scratchers, but he has replaced it with some other stuff. He's going to be doing jelly bean counts. <laughs> okay, he's going to be predicting rainfall amounts. And he's now betting on the Boy Scouts Pinewood Derby races. Fantastic. There they go. you got to do something. And here with my final thought, I'm Jack Armstrong. Something's got to be done about the pace of the news. I want the government to step in and limit it to, like, two major stories and three smaller stories per week. 
uh, spread out over seven days. That needs to be the new rule. We yeah. can't we can't keep up the space. It's going to make us all absolutely insane. Um, the Pinewood Derby thing is that different from like soapbox car racing or whatever those? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Pinewood Derby is you get a tiny little block of wood, yeah. and you uh, it comes with some wheels and like some nails. And then you get to design it however you want. And you carve it down, and if you think it'd be sleek or whatever, you put a... It has a little weight, too. And do you put the weight toward right. the front or toward the back or on the top or on the bottom? Or do you give it fins and try to make it as fast as possible? Oh, cool. And then you race against other kids' pine wood. Right. Did you ever do that? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Just oh, down yeah. a hill. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's got a little ramp, and they release them at the same time. And it's, it's really about figuring right. out friction and aerodynamics. Right. It's pretty cool. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. Uh, we would appreciate it if you text an email um, over the weekend because you see stuff that we don't see. But in general, we'll follow the news so you don't have to. Enjoy your weekend. Right. You're not going to miss anything huge. We'll bring you up to speed on anything that happens. Good stuff at the website, including fat pic- fat pictures of CC Sabathia. See you on Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Mass Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. The pistol cop was found dead in his bed. Tomorrow I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Time. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>